Words are powerful. They can heal or hurt, innovate or destroy, cure us, bring us down, and then bring us right back up again. The words we choose evoke feelings and responses in ourselves and those who hear us on a daily basis. They can even, if we are wise, be life-saving. Welcome to There's a Word for That, a podcast that explores a different word or expression each week in our relationship to it. I'm your host, Suzanne Dressler, and thank you for joining me on this journey. Welcome to the very first episode of 2021. I am so excited for this country to start a new chapter. I hope it brings peace, sovereignty, and a lot of equality to groups who need it. On the topic of fresh starts, our episode today is about the word resolutions and why New Year's resolutions suck. They have provided me with immense anxiety since I was a teenager and perpetually made me dread New Year's Day. Oh, my resolution is to lose weight. My resolution is to make X amount of money. My resolution is to get a boyfriend, get a girlfriend, buy a house, leave my job, get a job, stop scratching my boobs in public, do a deep clean once a week, audition more, sleep more, learn to knit, learn to quit, read a book a week, start a new hobby, cut out sugar, join a dating site, join multiple dating sites, get abs of steel, get a firm ass, whatever. The list is endless and fucking annoying, to be honest, because here's the odd thing. I personally maybe you have, I have never in my life heard anyone say, oh my God, I accomplished my resolutions this year. Or even, I accomplished one of my resolutions this year. No, they don't because they don't work. And this year, everything went to shit. How many times did people say, my goal is to take a shower this week or comb my hair today or put on a bra or stop crying? I mean, hopefully they did for their own mental health. But if 2020 has taught us anything, and I think it's taught us all many things, it's that nothing is linear, nothing. And what we think is set in stone or appropriate or lasting habit or hobby or is indelible and is a scientific, universal, maybe not scientific, but a universal fact, it's often at the whim of the world around us, right? Corona took every rule book, every theory of the universe, everything we thought we knew to be factual and true and blew up all the laws of attractions and blew up everything in our face. But even in a normal year, resolutions set people up for failure. You don't lose five pounds. By your birthday, you failed. You loathe yourself. You once again didn't follow through with the New Year's resolution. Stick to the resolution as if if you don't stick to it, you're weak or you failed. They are designed to fail because society treats them as shallow objects, not words to live by, not ethos or mantras or concepts to become better people for society. Who fucking cares about the weight, the media and the gyms and the diet plans and the gurus on the TV and on the morning shows talking about how you can lose weight, how you can be more organized, how you can clean, how you can afford this, how you can afford that. All of these ideas, and they're great ideas, and I'm not saying people shouldn't have them as goals or want to attain them, but when they're put down as part of a resolution, it inherently sets people up for failure. I've never successfully attained a resolution, maybe because I just don't do them. But when I try, I stare at the pays, get anxious and say, fuck this. But there's a huge, huge difference. I have made internal determinations to live by mantras. Once I started doing that, I felt powerful. I could control whether I lived in courage, 
one year. I could control whether I lived in creativity, whatever that meant. I didn't project what it would mean. I just told myself to live in it. Whether I live in self-love or compassion or the word humor or the word risk, telling myself to live that way, somehow subconsciously my actions go towards that word and the verb version of that word more naturally than if I had a resolution. I sound like a spiritual hack, and I promise I am as realistic and cynical as they come. But one or two words or a phrase is all the resolution I believe we need to make massive shifts in our lives. The rest is gravy because mantras and words themselves can change our brain and who we are as people. When we take the power back, we control our actions, not fat, five pounds, not whether you make a certain amount of money. All of that is outside of us. It's in the world outside and around us. We can only control so much of that, but we can control how we think. We can control our own actions through the words we tell ourselves, like the whole point of this podcast. And I've talked about this in past episodes about how powerful words are. So for me, and I took a long time trying to figure this out because I believe whatever word or expression I choose for the new year, it has to click. I have to really sit in it and feel it and want to use that word over and over again. I don't want to, after a month, drop it like a resolution. So I decided I would live by the expression, make the impossible possible, which is a mantra from the Nichiren Buddhism practice, a Japanese Buddhism practice. And this mantra always works for me. And I'm eager to see what I can accomplish living these words. It always calms me. It always makes me more hopeful when I don't know what to think about and don't know what to chance for. I just tell myself to make the impossible possible and my actions start to go in that direction. I asked my friends and my listeners what their views on resolution was and New Year's resolutions were. And here are a few interesting ones. So this is from KJ Nasrul, who was my guest on the episode Other. She's fierce and fucking fabulous. So you should listen to that episode. And this is what she says. Synonyms, final, an end, a proclamation, a determination, rigid. Admittedly, I don't have the brightest associations around ideas of resolution in the beginning, as you can see by my first word associations. Strange, I know. Perhaps this is because I first heard the word in the context of level of clarity in photos and printed documents or in the end-of-year goals that have already been deemed breakable, doomed for failure. I also feel like it is the end of a story, and perhaps I'm writing to you responding to this particular word on a day when I want to believe there are still more adventures ahead, more choices to explore. However, I'm an optimist, and I am able to truly appreciate that resolution could mean an answer after a long sought-after quest and the soothing balm to a painful wound. My friend Ethan Paulini says, Resolution is a dirty word for me. It brings up an unnecessary sense of obligation. An obligation is the enemy of true growth. And I agree with that. Whenever I feel obliged to do something, it takes the joy away and makes me incredibly anxious and I don't do it. And finally, my friend Kristen Petty said, resolution. I always thought of it as a less forceful word than resolve. Resolution was a word associated with new year, new you, weight loss plans that were abandoned by the time brunch rolled around. But this year, I don't know. I think people need something to look forward to. So perhaps this year, people will resolve to be more focused on attainable goals they can make in our new normal world. I think that's wonderful. And small attainable goals can lead to bigger dreams and desires coming true. 
Please let me know what words you want to live by. You can contact me on Instagram or Facebook. My links are on my buzzsprout.com site. Type in, there's a word for that. It should take you up to my site. I hope to hear from you. And I hope you and your families have a very peaceful, safe, and very, very, very healthy vaccinated 2021. Thank you so much for listening today. If there is a word or phrase you would love to have covered on the show, please don't hesitate to reach out. And remember, whatever you are thinking, feeling, or experiencing, there's always a word for that. See you next time.